Hey, this is Evan Marcast, getting coach for smart, strong, successful women, and your personal trainer for love. Welcome back to the Love You Podcast, where you're going to learn everything you need to know about dating relationships, sex, and men from a man's point of view. And today, I have a very, very special guest. I don't even know how to give her a proper introduction. There's the formal one that I was given, but it doesn't begin to encapsulate her. She is whip smart. She's effortlessly charismatic. She understands men better than just about any woman that I know. And she offers straight talk. She's, she's no bullshit. Um, uh, I've known her for many years. Uh, we, we both share a best friend named Carol Allen. And I've had the pleasure of watching her uh, grow and blossom and, and uh, become a, a more powerful dating and relationship coach. I think she calls herself a love coach uh, than, than, than just about anybody uh, more formally. I want to introduce my friend Lauren Francis. Lauren Francis is an internationally acclaimed expert in dating for women and the creator of the Man Magnet Makeover. She's been called the Doctor of Love by Extra, the Flirt Fairy by Victoria's Secret, and Fairy Godmother by her fans and clients. Lauren's exclusive Man Magnet Makeovers for online dating have been featured on The Doctors, The Real, and Ricky Lake, and her unique love coaching has been featured on shows like The Real Housewives, Own and VH1. She's the author of Dating, Man, Mating, and Manhandling, and the creator of the Cupid's Inbox podcast, which have helped countless women around the world. My friend, Lauren Francis. Hey, Lauren. Hi, Evan. What a beautiful intro. Uh, intros are easy when they come from the heart. Ah, it's a mutual admiration society. Well, you look wonderful. You're, you're, you're glowing. Like, you're really, like... I, I could see. I could see that you're, you 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 came prepared because your setup is better than mine, and this is the setup I do every week. This is ah, I brought this under for you. It's a nice look, and I see the book in the background. You think of everything. Oh, yeah. this old this old thing. Oh, that just happened to be there. Dating, mating, and manhandling. <laughs> Eight languages. All right. So, um, thank you for joining me. Um, this is a long time coming, and. Uh, we could kind of, I mean, we've done this on the phone anyway, we could kind of take tangents and go left and right, but I want to stay focused on you. Uh, briefly, when did you become Lauren Francis love coach from Lauren Francis, queen of all things from your previous incarnation? You're so sweet. Well, honestly, I, uh, you know, someone who was obsessed with fairy tales and I used to fall asleep and see the, you know, uh, bibbledy bobbledy boo, the little uh, fairy godmothers for, uh, you know, I forget what Sleeping Beauty uh, when I was little, and I became a fairy godmother to my clients. They call me FGM. So there we go. I was just kind of born into it. And um, I started, uh, you know, my single girlfriends uh, were having trouble dating in the field. And they were like, why are you dating so much? This is years ago. And I said, I don't know. Why don't you come with me? And we went out into the field and we created what we called the Man Trap Pack. And if you're a single woman watching this, I strongly support you in getting at least two girlfriends that you can go on field expeditions with to flirt successfully. And I really, there was a leader, which was me, a lookout, a scout, and a sniper. And then I really taught them how to flirt. And that became the basis for what is now, you know, became uh, the romantic research that I did in my book, David. Yes, men, men, men are birds. I got it. Now... Now, what the, the immediate question I have to that is, and I've read, I've read your book, it's really fun and lively and thoughtful. What happens when you're 50 and you don't have a pack? It's right, most of your friends are married and living in the suburbs, and it's really hard to put together a group of girlfriends who are willing and motivated to go out as a pack. Right. Well, for the purposes of spotting and luring lovebirds, uh, you know, I think that. Um, one of the things that I do is I really create community and I have a global community and on my Facebook page, you know, women connect with each other to flirt in the field. But it's really, you know, I think that online dating clearly, and you and I are both experts in, you know, what I call cyber flirting, um, but, you know, being magnetic online uh, is clearly the best way. And I actually quote you often, you say, uh, you know, I always say that online dating is like the uh, giant man catalog in the sky and you I think refer to it as the giant bar in the sky right I've said some some version of such things but it's a place where pretty much all single people end up when real life is not producing enough results yeah so if there if you don't have any single girlfriends that's one thing but also you know if you just kind of like 
hit a rock at the office. Like if you just literally, there's single women everywhere. So it is kind of like just, you know, noticing who's like women at church, you know, you're constantly in communities with other women. And so if you have friends, you can even say to them, just like getting set up on a date, you can say, do you have other single girlfriends that really are trying to find love and really trying to create community around creating relationship? And then also I know that there are a lot of like match.com has meetup groups. Um, anytime that there's like a meetup group uh, anywhere you can, you'll find, you'll find single women. If you go to a bar and, you know, with a friend of yours, you will see others. You can say, are you single? Oh my God, I'm, I'm creating a flirt support group. I really like the idea of creating community um, because it can be a lonely venture and you can feel like you're the only one. And in our business, we know we, we get people from all over who are going through the same things alone, but they don't need to be alone. So I, I think it's great that, that, that that's something you facilitate. So in your, in your words, why has dating become like the Wild West? Um, and what, was it ever not the Wild West? Has it just gotten wilder? No, well, there was a period of time where uh, women could basically expect that anyone that she was dating wanted to get married, right? That was in the golden age of uh, courtship, right? When our parents got married, right? Everyone, men did not demand sex prior to marriage. Right. And so uh, there were real romantic rituals. And even just in the last two years, even Match.com and all of the web based uh, sites have gotten destabilized by dating apps. So because of technology, because the uh, stigma of being single has really, you know, and being divorced has really been removed for the most part mm -hmm. in America, certainly. Um, I think that the rules about what you can expect when you go flirting in the field are completely different than what women uh, could expect at another time. And just even the rules about, you know, who contacts who first on Match.com or Tinder. I mean, Bumble is set up now where women have to make the first approach, which I really don't, I don't love that. I don't love it. I think it extends the tide of being hit on by losers. What? It stems the tide of being hit on by losers. Well, but you know, the men are so, you know, the profiles are so oblique right now on Match. Oh, I'm not an app fan per se, but I feel like if you're gonna use an app, uh, I'd rather the women be able to take control of who they talk to instead of being the, just the passive recipients of a thousand swipe rights from- Well, but here's the thing. The reason why Tinder exploded was because it, it, is, is, it is consensual, so nobody, you know, if you're if you're out there and you're dating just on match or um, you know website based uh, dating sites, right? Like eHarmony and all you know the old school kind of sites. Even though they have apps, anybody what you're talking about is anybody can contact you. But on dating apps like Tinder, on Bumble, yeah, it's, it's mutual. It's it's consensual. So that's why, and I think also that's a part of the reason why it took off. But I also, but there's so little information now. Yes, the way that you have to kind of get information from your cyber suitors is actually more difficult. It's fr well, it's frictionless. It's designed to be easy uh, and it's designed to create volume. And so the, the nature of that instant accessibility means that, uh, of course, it's going to affect courtship. But it brings up a larger conversation because you and I could be on the same page about the value of courtship. It also stems from a time where women weren't equals. They went straight from their father's homes to their husband's homes. Um, they weren't as sexually liberated. I mean, it, it's, there's this, there's this, there's like this, this thing that's happened post-feminism where we've unleashed the beast and women and men are more equal than ever and gender roles are more blurry than ever. Right. And it's causing a lot of the problems, but I don't exactly know how we could go back. Well, that's, that's not actually women being equal, women uh, having birth control, women being wage earners and working. I don't think that's that that hasn't deconstructed the dating experience. You know, in my in my experience, most women do want to be courted. They do want to be pursued. They do. Yes. A lot. My work is really about how to be magnetic and how to be in your empowered feminine in whatever dating medium that you're on, be it in your physical space or cyberspace. So the rules getting, the Wild West that I was talking about is in um, who, you know, who's the dude? Like, 
who contacts who? How do you not move into your masculine energy, right? And I know that you talk a lot about this. How do you stay in your feminine energy while you're dealing with technology, while you're dealing with men who have, are much more feminized in a lot of ways? That's what I'm saying, right? It, it's, we can't put that genie back in the bottle. We, we actually agree on what the problems are, right? The question is what are the solutions for the fact that women are more masculine, men are more feminine in general than they were a generation ago. And it's just a little blurrier on, on what roles are, but dating's easier when man calls, plans, pays, right? It's much clearer. Which, he did, which they do with my clients. Like, you know, men are still in there. Me know, too. Yeah. But, but, but that, that's, we're, we're dealing with a smaller pool of men who buy into that. Um, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I think that men know how they're supposed to behave. They just either choose. They don't have to. Well, but you don't want the men that don't want to. I, ag I agree, but the bar is being lowered. We, are, we completely agree, but the bar is being lowered. If a guy could swipe right, text her, hey, what are you wearing? Come over right now. And she does. He has very little incentive to, don't start, do that, ladies. to start courting her traditionally. <laughs> and sometimes women feel... Well, other women are doing it. I kind of have to do it to keep up. No. I, I'm with you. I'm, not, I, I'm saying this is what, if you listen to your clients, you hear the same things, right? Men don't do this anymore. It's swipe right text, let's meet, third date sex, right? And they feel like these are the demands that are being placed on them and other women are acceding to them. Evan's passionate about this. I can see that you're. I can see your passion about it. So the way to, uh, you know, when, um, you know, so I know that you, I do this thing called the man magnet makeover, and I always say, if you're looking for needle in a haystack, it's really easy when you're a man magnet. So if you learn how to create magnetic attraction and learn how to date successfully in this way, you can stop or, you know, block, screen out the wrong men by, it's, it's really a woman needs to set the tone for herself. That. So you dragged along by the behavior of men. You wanna really set the tone and set your standard. And so what is a man magnet and what is a man magnet makeover? Okay, so a lot of women get demagnetized they have breakups, they lose their confidence. If you've been cheated on, if you have been out of the field for a really long time, you might feel like you are, uh, you know, you're not getting any traction. And so what the man magnet makeover that I do is, is a, uh, it's an event where women fly in from all over the world and we do actual physical makeovers. It's a romantic rebranding. And it's interesting that a lot of women have been scared out of being in their most romantic selves by the culture, right? And, and a lot of women are in work mode and not in man mode. It's kind of like what you were talking about when you said you felt like women had become more masculinized. I think it's really women are, are a big part of the workforce and they kind of learn how to tuck their romance in. Sure. Right? So what I, you know, what I always say is that women are, and men are romantic lifestyle brands, whether you know it or not. So either you're screaming soccer mom or, uh, you know, corporate, corporate badass, right? It's that energy breeds with men. And so when women are not attracting the kinds of men that they want, what we do is they come, we do a, you know, we get them into a dating wardrobe. Uh, we go on a shopping safari and then we have an all day photo shoot uh, the next day. It's called, I call it romance camp. And then there's a vision of love retreat and it's followed with a teleclass. But that's, those are retreats they do three times well, a year. And let's, talk, let's talk about what, what they're actually doing, right? I mean, I understand that that's, that's, the, that's the pitch. But what, what is actually taking place during these things that, that uh, is transformative? I mean, what, what, what's, what's the difference between a woman who's a, a corporate badass or a soccer mom? If she is a corporate badass or a soccer mom, what, what, you know, if I put on different clothes, am I a different person? Well, it's not, it's not only the clothing. It's, it's And I know that. I'm, I'm trying to tee you up to tell me what, what it is that, that, that happens that makes it so special. 
what we do is we really create a really powerful vision of love. And there is a, one of the days of the retreat or a, a part, you know, we do this in podcast too. Uh, my work is about really getting a powerful vision of love and really what if you could have any kind of love it's almost kind of disassociating yourself from your life right now it's like who do you want to be what do you stand for and what is your vision of love and then what we do is we kind of and i have women pick romantic icons and this is a really great tip for all of you at home is if you can pick a romantic icon from any period of history right um it could be uh, Amelia Earhart, it could be Angelina Jolie, it could be Jennifer Aniston, and look at a little bit of what their style looks like. And then what we do is we morph a bit of that style in with the woman's style. And it's kind of like when an actress puts on, like Meryl Streep, <clears throat> pardon me, will put on a pair of glasses and then she'll go into a car. It just gives you a little extra zhuzh. And women, you know, step up into a more beautiful feminine aspect a more romantic aspect. A lot of times women say, well, I don't want to have to change when men should like me the way that I am. But this is really the secret. When you're online dating, when you're dating in the world, men are, men have an idea. Like if you th if you want to date a really powerful corporate C CEO kind of guy, right? If you've never been supported, if you would love to be with a man that's an alpha, that is, a, is an earner, wants to take care of you, that man has an idea about what the woman in his life feels like, what she sounds like, what she looks like, what she's wearing. He's got a vision. You know, if you've seen those car commercials where, you know, in uh, like Mercedes or whatever, you know, it's like there's always a picture of a guy and a girl in a car. And basically they're creating a romantic fantasy about, wow, if you are with, if you get this car, this is who's going to be in the, in the driver's seat or in the you know, passenger seat. So online dating really is, is, I always say it's like you're not, it's not dear diary. It's like you're, you're marketing to your end user. You are absolutely and, marketing to your end user. Right. Um, and if you're the woman who's looking to get the, that uh, Wall Street guy, uh, but, but again, we'll, we'll flip it around. Yeah. That guy can't come on and have a long neck beard. <laughs> Right. <laughs> Number eight. If he's expecting to get you, Correct. he's not going to succeed. So he can say, "Well, I don't want to change. I like my big fat neck beard." And he'll find somebody who loves that. Exactly. But 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 you're that, that's that's the point. We always try to flip it around. It's easy to say, "I don't want to change to attract a man." Well, look at all the men that you look at, and at first glance, you say, "No, no, no." Men are doing the exact same thing, whether it's fair or not. Well, and, and that is, you know, that's the gift of shopping, right? It's kind of like, you know, you're trying to find uh, Prada at, or, you know, online on eBay. So the thing is that depending on what kind of man you want, it doesn't have to be a high powered alpha. It could be maybe you love creative artists, but what the, all people have an idea in their mind about who they want next to them at the office party, going to the PTA with their kids. So if you don't look like the kind of woman and if you don't sound like the kind of woman, and if you don't communicate like that woman, he's not going to see it. And what's really interesting is I've had women come to me and they've been online and it, it just, it sucks. It's, it's just been so bad for them. They haven't gotten what they wanted. They've been ignored. I have several clients right now that are dating men that previously totally ignored them when they were online before the magnet. So it's when you get on message, when you, when you are positive when you are inspiring right when you and i really believe this evan and you uh, tell me what you think i believe that men i have women write about in their profiles in a very romantic way about love and i have them put right out there and up front you know i want a legendary love a bodice ripping romance that lasts forever i have them put you know i want to have a fabulous family whatever their real ro romantic intentions are and what my experience is with my clients is that men really love love. The men that want to partner and marry and connect, you know, men are, are better at shopping for women than I think that women are at shopping for men for the most part. For big ticket items like homes, cars, they are very, they're good on the hunt. And when you have an offer that is really above and beyond it really makes them step up. It makes them feel like, wow, I didn't even, I have, I mean, I had a guy write to a client of mine 
you write of a utopia I didn't even know existed, but I long for it. So that, you know, I really call it being an inspirational leader of men, which means, I mean, here's some tips for me, which is don't put anything negative in your profile. Don't, you know, nobody likes people that aren't positive and it just begs the question, you know, do you need a boyfriend who's a therapist or a therapist who's a boyfriend? So, you know, you want to really be, keep all of your negatives to yourself and just really put what you're truly looking for. And I have a whole process about writing online profiles, as I know that you do your genius at it. But, you know, I think that it's a three, you're creating a 3D representation that they can voyeuristically dream into and that is the secret about, you know, the online dating space is that it really is very voyeuristic. It's like, you don't really have to, it's somebody once asked, you know, just asked me, you know, why doesn't video dating really work? Like, why don't they have video sites? There's something about just looking at photos and videos too real. Uh, this is, you're right about creating, evoking an emotion. Fantasy. Yeah. And, and I think it's also why online dating is prone to disappoint people is because we are painting some sort of fantasy and the reality is he shows up and he's two inches shorter and 20 pounds heavier than he said he was going to be and oh, so much for the fantasy. Well, yes, that's true. That's, that's you know, true. I mean, yes, exactly. I always say, well, now if you're a woman and you're getting a lot of men that are, you know, in a different decade, you know, like 50 pounds heavier, you know, I have clients actually say to men, you know, I am so sorry. You're not the person I thought that I was meeting tonight. And I'm going to have to go. I would not necessarily recommend that, but I'm not going to spend too much time quibbling with you about that different difference because it is not the more important thing here. We're talking about rebranding yourself. So a romantic lifestyle brand, is yeah. that uh, synonymous with man magnet makeover? I, I'm just trying to well, get my Lauren Francis terminology, your lifestyle brand. Yes. Well, basically, everybody's a romantic lifestyle brand if you look at it through the lens of romance. And so, you know, you know, if I looked at you, Evan, I would say you look like a really nice, smart, professional guy. Now, if I saw your ring, I'd say, oh, you are married. Right. There we are. Waste, waste of time. <laughs> right. But you look like a trustworthy. You've got your clean cut. You've got a nice haircut. Right. So your brand is really, you know, you can trust me. I'm a good dude. And I've got, you know, you're wearing a clean shirt, you're wearing a collar, you know, so if I looked at you online, I'd feel like, oh, he's a safe person. He's a safe guy uh, as long as I didn't see the ring. <laughs> do, 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 women, do women want safe guys? I think so. I mean, I think. I feel like, I feel like in, in theory, right, every woman wants, I mean, I say women want to feel safe, heard, and understood, but their choices aren't always congruent with that. And it's the same as men who say, I'm looking for someone to build a relationship. And then he writes to the woman who's got the tramp stamp and, the, and he's like, that's not your future wife, right? My, my old clients used to, to like 45 year old guys writing to 26 year old women. Yeah. And, and he'd be like, well, she seems nice. I'm like, dude, come on. This is, this is not what you came here for. So I feel like there's what we, what we say and then there's what we do and they don't always add up. Well, you know, and you are a collection, a sum total of your habits and changing habits is really hard to do. And so a lot, you know, what I really feel uh, the issue is, is that I really teach my, I teach women how to be self-defining when it comes to love, which okay. means, you know, you start all over again. You really go, okay, who do I want to be? I might know where I've been and I might know what's been happening. And I seem to keep dating the same guys with just different shoes, right? And different names, sometimes the same name. Our friend Carol Allen dated three men named Bill and married a guy named Bill. She, <laughs> her joke is that she was a bill collector. So sometimes you might even date a guy with the same name. But, you know, if you find that you keep dating the same kind of person over and over again, you know, people are like little tiny tape recorders and they tend to keep repeating things over and over again. We've got childhood heart wounds. I work a lot on that with uh, my clients, you know, what are the heart wounds and it causes us to create, you know, this is what I really say. I always say that people are always trying to end their childhood story in a different way. They're trying to get a different ending to their childhood story, but your childhood story only ends one way. So you need, a, you need a new story. So it's almost coming up with like a new dream. And uh, so that might be if you were neglected, you know, if your parents were alcoholic, you might seek out addicts, right? If you 
had a disapproving mother, you might wind up with a lot of critical and disapproving men. So getting, you know, so being self-defining going, okay, what is my biggest vision? What do I need? And what would actually be a correction, a soul correction in love? Because I don't, I don't encourage women to try to work things out with men who rip the scabs off of their heart in the same old, old way. So you want to get on a different dating dynamic. So all of that is preparation before you put yourself out online. You really need to understand what you're up to and, um, and then really get clear about what your relationship goals are. And if you want to get married, you need to kind of act like a wife. If you want to be taken seriously, you need to, you need to keep your thong on, right? And learn how to date differently. But you know what, I think what's so difficult, Evan, is that, um, and this goes back to what we were talking about at the beginning of our talk, which is like the wild west of dating, is why, why is it so difficult? What's so different? Um, what's so different about dating? And I think that the knowing how to advocate for yourself, knowing how to speak to men, knowing how to slow their role, knowing how to say, you know, knowing how to slow the sex down, right? What, what to say inside of those difficult moments is why God made me, right? Because that, you know, you can date in a feminine way. And men do, men that really want to be in a relationship really do want to be that man. It's just, you got to weed through the guys that don't want to be that dude. Sounds about right. Very congruent with what I say. Ms. Lauren Francis, we're going to be back right after this on the Love You podcast. And Lauren's going to tell us exactly how to navigate these awful dating apps. Try not to be judgmental, but boy, they make it hard. Uh, we'll be right back after this on the Love You podcast. And this is Evan Marcass. We're back here on the Love You podcast with my guest, Lauren Francis. And uh, we've just magnetized ourselves and created a lifestyle brand and a big vision and all this big, powerful terminology. Um, and somehow we're wading into the muck and learning how to use dating apps. So tell me, my dear Lauren, how could I have this big, powerful romantic vision and then, then go to swiping right on strangers and texting hundreds of guys who are like, hey, you're hot, let's meet. What's, what's, the, what's the best practices? Because my best practice is it's, it's such low-hanging fruit. It's so hard to distinguish yourself. I know it's a necessary evil, and I know people who found love through it. It's just I always prefer the old-fashioned dating sites because right. Right. they're so hard to stand yeah. out here. But it's a reality. So what do you say? Well, and you're, I mean, that's, what you, that's where you launched your whole thing on eCerno, right? In writing I mean, eCerno's writing promo, but I, I'm, not, I'm not saying this to protect my business interests. I'm saying that as an advocate for, for women who are looking for love, I understand why it's appealing. It seems to be almost the worst of online dating, right? It's, it's the, the shallow version of an already shallow medium, <laughs> right? Yeah. So, yeah, so my thoughts about that... Um, my thoughts about that are this, is that, you know, I call it the golden age of match.com, right? When you are on a, a dating site like match, there's so much information about who the person is. There's, you know, often where they went to school, how much they're making, but they're really, there is so much information if they're filling out their profiles. And so you can really weed through and select. On dating apps, what's happened is, <clears throat> The problem with those sites, again, like we talked about, is that anybody can contact you. So there's, you get what I, I call a lot of man spam. <laughs> and then you have to like weed through a lot of people. And also what's happened is a lot of the dating sites have become destabilized because so many people leapt, leapt off of Match and all of those dating sites and onto Tinder. And I actually usually advise my clients to be on Match and also on a dating app. Most people are on like a dating app like Tinder or Bumble etc. And the thing about Tinder and the thing about Bumble is that you're not required to fill out any field. You can just put photos up with nothing else. And so the thing that you can do is you can find out common, you know, friends in common at the bottom. So if you're somebody that has a, because they're launched off of Facebook, Raya is now launched just off of Instagram, but that's for the younger set. Um, and, and so the thing about Tinder the thing about Tinder and Match and Bumble, the thing that they all have in common is if you don't have a great profile picture, you're not going to get any action. 
right? It's like, I always say it's like, uh, you know, shopping with a paper, it's like going to a bar with a bag on your head, except if you went to a bar with a bag on your head, you'd get more attention, which is actually something that I want some of my clients to try to do because I think, honestly, you know, what's under the bag? So think about that. That could be fun, a fun flirting in the field kind of thing. I, so, I, I, I once <laughs> went to a bar with a Burger King crown. No, it wasn't a Burger King crown. We went to medieval times. And I got two phone numbers wearing the crown yes, because did. people were like, why is the dude wearing a paper crown in a bar in Santa Monica? Exactly. So that's, that's something, but, but you would be more successful dating with a bag on your head in a bar than dating with a terrible photo or no photo on that. So, but does anybody think they're putting up a terrible photo? How do, how, how do we know what a good photo is and whether, I mean, you and I have worked with people who they swear their profiles are good and you're like, oh my God, we got to throw this out, but they really think it's good. So how does one get develop the awareness to know that there's a lot of room for improvement? So number one, if you're like on match.com, you can scroll down and see likes on your photo. And then the one that's getting the lowest likes, just delete, right? You, you need three photos, basically. You need a really great headshot, looking straight, smiling, right? Um, you need a full body shot that is current mm-hmm. and or you're right, you know, the size that you are now. And uh, you want to, you know, be, have one that's a little casual, one that like looks like they could take you to, you know, for a ride in their awesome car. And um, you're, you're so LA. I think everybody's got cars all over the world. I know, just the focus on cars. Just, I don't know. Boy, you brought up the car commercial. I'm like, if anybody dated for me, my, my car, they were dating the wrong guy. Anyway, just looking at you, know what I mean? He's just, he's, you're such a teaser. You are like such a little cutie. Stuff. I'm just wondering about the car focus. <laughs> okay sorry detroit Evan doesn't like cars right cars don't just like, exist in la i didn't say a mercedes at any rate so but if you so, so a great picture is remove the worst photo remove the one that has the least amount of likes and anything okay. where you're in shadow a lot of women have pictures of them drinking you look like a party girl don't put photos up of you with other women on it because they'll just be like wait I want to date that other girl, right? So there, so what was the question? Like, how do you get men to swipe on you? So the photos, the photos are the first thing. So if you're not getting romantic traction is what I call it, then you need to up your game. And, you know, with my magnets, I have a total glam squad. They're beauty photographers. They work with like, at least all of the women that you see on the red carpet, right? There's a reason why those women look so awesome. But, and then they learn how to maintain that uh, in a really easy way in their, in their, uh, you know, you go back knowing how to do what we're talking about. But you could just redo photos, go to the Mac counter, have them pay to just do your makeup. It won't look like you're wearing makeup in your photos. You'll just look pretty. And then, you know, put your romantic intentions on Tinder. Just And it doesn't have to be long, but you do need to say why you're there, right? Because if they just want to do what Evan was talking about, which is swipe and just have fast fun, there's a million girls in the queue that are not, understanding how important it is to put what they're looking for. It's like, it is a shopping, you know, you are shopping and men are shopping or looking for something. But it doesn't matter what they're looking for. I mean, that's one of the tricky things. Cause I, I, I don't disagree with anything that you said. Uh, but as we all know, she could put anything. She could write, I hate you. And if she's wearing a bikini, 85% of guys are going to swipe on her. I mean, really that could be her profile. I hate you. And guys are still gonna reach out. You know what? No, I don't agree. I don't agree. I, I can show you evidence that, <laughs> that contradicts your point of view. I mean, it, well, it's, the it's, there's tons of people who just, uh, it, it, and again, I play both sides of the fence. I talk I about the strength of a written profile, but I, I, let's, be, let's be really clear in a visual medium, and Tinder is a, the most visual medium there is, it's hot or not with swiping. Right, it, 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 it's a race to the bottom. So you're, proving, so you're proving my point, which is that you, women, you need great photos, right, number one. But then you also- I said we didn't disagree. And then we also need to put our romantic intentions because you're not gonna be the girl in the bikini that says, I hate you, right? If you are, you're not listening to this podcast. You don't need to, because you're not serious about creating love, right? You're serious about something else. So, so, Great photos, romantic intentions, a little information. I've got like little programs where you can just fill in the blanks about what to put on 
different apps and different sites. And, um, and, and then when you swipe, so this is a, this is a really great tip because a lot of women get on Tinder and they lose magnetism, right? Like you can swipe and go boom, boom, boom and match. But then a lot of women have a difficult time getting men on the phone or getting to the date because there's so much noise. There's so much clutter. So here's two tips. Can I give them two tips about what to do? That will really help. It'll really help you. You're never going to go out on a date with anybody that you don't get on the phone with first. So you're never going to accept just a text meetup because that's a low value meet, number one. Number two, there's so much information, like you were saying, Evan, it's like a very two-dimensional thing. But when you get on the phone, when you hear somebody's voice, when you can talk to them, sometimes he'll look really sexy and then he'll go, hi there. Like you'll, and people have a sixth sense. They have an inner knowing about what's safe and what's not. Like, it's very interesting. Sometimes, you know, uh, women will just go, ooh, I don't, creepy. You know, and I always suggest that you honor that inner knowingness, right? We all have like this inner knowingness. There's a book called by Gavin De Becker called The Gift of Fear. I have it right on my bookshelf. Yes, exactly. And it really talks about how women, because they're nice, override their initial feelings. So I never want I never want any of you to duty date. I don't believe in duty dating. I think that I mean the women that I work with get asked out on so much that they would get burnt out and start hating dating. So I want you to go only out on high value qualified dates where you're actually excited about meeting the person. And the way that you do that is when the best time to set up a date with somebody, the best time to get on the phone with somebody is when you both connect, boom, right? If you're on Tinder, you both swipe right and then it goes boom, connected. And then set your push notifications on, I have women set uh, their push notifications. When you set up the app, it'll say, notify me when I get a like, I get a super like, etc. And I have them turn them on so that when you both swipe right, you'll notice when the guy messages you. And if you're on the phone at the end, because most people just do a Tinder carousel, they swipe, they swipe, they swipe, they swipe, they connect, they go on, they don't message. And I do like it when men message women first on dating apps and also on match.com. But I also think it's okay to toss them in a crumb. That's a whole, I don't want to get too much into the weeds about exactly the process of dating, but on apps, it is okay to say, hey there. And especially on Bumble, you have to do a first hello, right? So you can even just send an icon of the B on Bumble. You can just, you know, you can literally send just like a picture of a unicorn, right? Because you, if you're a unicorn. So that's just a way to get the conversation starting. And the men should jump in and like say, hi, you're gorgeous. How are you? The moment that men... So what I do is I tell women to not swipe and not be on Tinder or Bumble when you're not available to talk on the phone, because what's going to happen is you're going to get on there. You're going to start swiping. Men are going to message you. You want to message them back. I call it a volley just two two or three times. And then you can get them on the phone by saying, perhaps a chat would be fun. And then they'll say, great, here's my number. And then just, you can say, great will give you a ring in two minutes. And then you pick up the phone and you literally call them. And a good way, if you don't have any information about the person, is to say, so Bob, what do you do in our fair city? And then I'll tell you what he does. Because a lot of women just, you know, a lot of uh, the way that you create parity is understanding who they are in the world. Um, You know, unfortunately with Match, uh, you know, being so fabulous, like, we really could get a sense of how intelligent the person was by the way they wrote about themselves. Um, but there's not, there's, that depth of profile is not on Tinder or Bumble. So you really are going to have to, you need to talk to people. Um, I, I agree with 95% of what you just said. And uh, uh, specifically about, about the value of talking on the phone, slowing down, making him make a personal investment in you, uh, not going on first dates because they're there. Um, I think all of, all of that is really, really valuable to, to get women to sort of take control and say, hey, 
you want this, this is the steps you're going to have to go through to get it. It's I'm not a swipe right text neat girl. So I, I think, uh, I think yeah. it's really great advice. And, and also it's like a white glove test. If they won't get on the phone, they're not, it's, and yep. if it's like, oh, old fashioned, just go actually, no, just curious about you. <laughs> That's yeah. all you get. Agree wholeheartedly. Um, so I, I'd love to learn, uh, cause we spend a lot of time talking about online dating. And I know many people have an aversion to online dating and many people have an aversion to apps. So real life, right? Cause a lot of women are like, Hey, if I don't want to do this, or I don't want to overly rely on this. What can I do wherever I go? That's going to help me connect with men Very within, true. you know, shouting distance. What do you tell those women to, to create opportunity from nothing? Well, you know, the thing is that, uh, uh, um, Brian Howie, actually, who does a great love debate, says that the greatest dating site on earth is Earth, and that people are meeting thousands of people in uh, if you're living in urban areas uh, a day. I'm sorry, a week, and uh, you know, so we are constantly, you know, in my book, Dating, Mating, and Manhandling, I compare men to birds. See the little bird, right? Because if you just look up, men are literally everywhere, and unfortunately, this is how most people now walk through the world. They're on their phones. It's like actually created, it's, this is like the biggest security. It's like Linus with a blanket. When I look at people out in the world, it's literally like Linus with a blanket. And um, they are afraid of social interaction. And so number one, put your phone in your pocket. You're gonna actually be uncomfortable now, not looking at your phone. Everybody's gotten really socialized to look here instead of look here. And the, uh, I call it being, the art of being a magical man magnet is the, uh, you, this is a phrase, nice tie. So basically, men are people too. No. Everybody no. Loves, Stop it. Everybody loves being noticed, right? Everyone wants to be seen. That's really why people fall deeply in love, right? You feel like somebody's seeing you in a way that you've always wanted to be seen. And they're, you're, seeing in, you're seeing them in a certain way. And love fails because when people stop seeing their beloved in the same way and maybe sometimes they just have to earn you changing your point of view but that is really what everyone's looking for is to be truly deeply seen and admired and adored and so um, I call it the magical phrase nice tie because what most women do in the real world is they wait for men to break the fourth wall unfortunately if you go and look at yourself in the mirror right now and really do it we'll wait Okay, is there anything about you that says that you're single? No, nobody knows if you're single. Unless you're wearing a wedding ring, it, that's the only clear indication that you're not taken. So a man, especially if he admires you, and I think that the statistics are that only 10% of all men in the world are alpha. 90% of the rest. I'd, lo I'd love to see where you got, I'm not disagreeing. Carol, I, just, I would love to see where you got that. Carol Allen. Yeah, I'd love to learn more. She knows everything about everything, but 10% sure. of the male gen pop are alpha. And if it was larger, we would, like the planet would blow up. You know, it would be just too much. So most men really are waiting for Q, a signal from you that it's okay to approach. And it can, now, the old uh, ways of doing this were to look at a guy and look away, which only makes you look like you've got a tick, right? So you need to do something that really kind of, clearly lets him know that it's okay to talk to you because also men don't want to scare you, right? They, know they don't want to scare you. They don't want to get rejected publicly. So they need some sort of signal that approaching is okay. Well, the brother. I, yeah. Exactly. So I, uh, you know, and the reason why women are socialized to not do this, I call it the romantic coaching we got from the Brothers Grimm, where when we were little girls, what happens? Sleeping Beauty pricked her finger on the 57th floor working on a legal brief and passed out by the facts and the janitor kissed her and woke her up into a life of intense passion. And Snow White, you know, is like a single mom in the suburbs with uh, a bunch of little kids sneezing, dopey, sleepy, scrumpy, right? And she bit a bat, you know, she got bad organic uh, produce. You've totally, you've totally lost, I have no idea what you're talking about right now. into a coma and, and what happened? Prince Charming rescued her from a life of kissed her awake. So the flirt tips girls got were that you were supposed to look gorgeous when you were napping, right? And then a prince was going Talk to- Talk about creepy. In a forest, exactly, <laughs> right? This guy's watching me while I sleep in a forest. I should have privacy in a forest. And not only that, you're under a curse. You can't, you, so you can't even, you're not even awake 
and the guy's supposed to find you. So this is why. And then what happened? Cinderella, you're doing housework at home and you're just waiting for delivery. That's really like what that whole story is about, right? You know, the UPS guy is going to come and save you. So, so we're, women are socialized. Women were trained, inculcated, hypnotized. I mean, I had my father read me those stories over and over again. And, uh, you know, literally, I actually was obsessed with Cat in the Hat. And finally, one day said, I'm sorry, the Cat in the Hat ran off with the book. He just couldn't take it anymore. But over and over and over again, these stories over and over and over again about being passive, being in a coma, you know, if you're special, someone's going to find you. This is really like a lot of coaching. So that doesn't work. And if you're not getting approached by the men that you like, which are the nice guys, right? That really want wives and don't want to freak you out in an elevator and don't want to upset you at the supermarket and, you know, uh, are just waiting for a cue from you because they're looking at going, God, I wish, wow, she's going to be taken. All you have to do is look at something they're wearing or doing. Even if it's a black t-shirt and go, cool t-shirt. And I'll look down and I'll go, and I'll think you're screwing with him. And, but now the tip is you've got to do this while you're laughing. I call it tossing men a crumb. And it's just a little crumb of approval and it'll start a conversation. And this is also a really good way to flirt online. Cool hat. Wow. And the only, um, see the, the rule is you can only compliment something a man is wearing or doing it. It can't be something that God gave him because he won't have the same pride in it. So you can compliment him on big muscles and uh, tattoos because that falls under the purview of man jewelry too. But that's why they love showing their cars. That's why they love showing their stuff, right? Men are externally referenced. They cuddle up with magazines about breasts, cars, and guns, right? So any gizmo or gadget is a good way to open a conversation with them. And when you walk in, if you get like nervous, I always suggest that when women um, meet men for the first time, uh, that they compliment, when you walk in, compliment the guy on something like cool shoes. And look at why, thank you, I got them at Brooks Brothers and pop, 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 and, or cool watch, right? If you're in, uh, you know, uh, at Barney's or if you're at Macy's and you're, or Target and you're shopping, you can say, oh my God, I've got to get a present for my brother. What would you suggest, right? And that opens up conversation. Agreed. Very simple. Don't know, why, don't know why people don't do it more. You just have to smile when you're doing it because if you go, nice pants, they'll be like, whoa. Yeah, no, the smile and eye contact never really goes out of style. It's the universal language for I like you. Or at least I notice you. <laughs> you're within my field of vision. Yeah, but it's also like, you know, well, you're, you're opening up the door to conversation. You're not hitting on him, but you're allowing yourself to be hit on uh, as opposed to staying anonymous and hiding in public. And so. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, I literally have a client. I have a client who's now married to a man that she refused to, uh, she, she'd been staring at and he'd never come over. And uh, I literally said, oh my God, the next time you see him, you have to say cool pocket protector. And Did he like, have one? <laughs> and he was like, she just said, you just seem like you're such, a, you seem like the intelligent type. Yeah, I would, I would just say, are, are you stalking me? I feel like, I feel like I see you everywhere. And, you know, you sort of end up in the same place. It's an excuse to make conversation about how we keep seeing yeah. each other. When I was um, a little girl, there was a book called, I don't know if you remember this book, but it was called A Friend is Someone Who Likes You. Simple definition. Yeah, it could be the wind in the trees. I mean, it's like, and I just always, you know, so being, you know, so going back to you setting the tone for your love life, if you're feeling like unloved, if you feel like nobody pays any attention to you, how much attention are you paying to them, really? And being generating, and you know what's interesting about this too? It's like, so I have women literally proactively flirt with three men. It could be anybody. It could be the mailman, you know, God, you're right on time. I really appreciate you, right? It could be anybody, but you know, this, what they're wearing or doing, like, great job. Wow, forceful hammering. I went out on a date with a uh, very famous, I have a very famous, I've got a very interesting romantic roster, but uh, one of my dates was wearing an Hawaiian shirt. It's the Matt Groening who created The Simpsons. And we went out on a first date and uh, he had a rip in his shirt and I said, oh my God, built-in air conditioning 
you could make millions. Cute. <laughs> Very cute. So my question uh, before we close is, we've learned all this stuff about magnetism, flirting, uh, bringing out the best in yourself and bringing out the best in men. Uh, how can women follow through to, uh, to hear it from the horse's mouth, if you will? Just call me a horse. That's exactly <laughs> what I was driving at. This is why I, I, I can't get through a podcast without putting my foot in my mouth. Hey, baby. Um, uh, so, uh, well, uh, you know, Cupid's Inbox has, if you go to cupidsinbox.com, you can get free podcasts, which are amazing. And I think that that podcast is called How to Date Like an International Spy. And it talks about how to listen to men on first dates. You know, like if you ever wish that men come with little warning stickers, they actually do. So this will tell you exactly how to spot those little red flags and something I call the secret male lemon law disclaimer. You're very good at naming things. Thank you. I'm a writer, just like you. Evan is such, can I just say, you're my favorite writer. Uh, in the space, uh, you and I, I feel like, are soul soul twins in that way. Because well, that's very nice. I, I I don't I don't come on these podcasts for compliments, but it's very nice of you. Um, no, but I, I, but I'm serious. You're you're very good at creating terminology and hanging something on it. Where I'm, I I, I think I'm just a little more. It, it's more philosophical and conceptual, but it's not as catchy. You're catchy. Well, you know, it's like you want to remember things, right? I know. It's great. I'm, I'm saying I wish I were more like that. It's, it's interesting. So anyway, so they should go to Cupid's Inbox uh, to get your podcast. Cupid'sInbox.com. But also, we have, I think we're giving like a dating tip sheet. Yeah, we've got a link beneath this. Yeah, so we've got a link beneath it. So yeah, I mean, my site is Lauren Francis, and Francis is spelled with an E-S. It's LaurenFrancis.com. But if you go to Cupid's Inbox, that will, uh, you know, give you a free podcast and you'll be able to sign up for my newsletter. Awesome. And, 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 I, I didn't even know about this site until uh, you, you sent me the link. So thank you for that. My website? I knew about Lauren Francis. I didn't know about Cupid's inbox. So oh, it's a, it's 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 a part of my website. So it oh, just okay. it'll it'll it's a it'll allow them to um it allow them to kind of get into get free stuff, which is really cool. We like free stuff. That's all we're here. I'm here to bring you the best dating relationship experts from around the world. So I want to thank you, Lauren, for giving me an hour of your morning and for looking so lovely and preparing your space. Uh, I did ask him what he was wearing before we got on so we could, co co you know, coordinate. But he didn't I, tell me, but I figured. I, I for, for guests, I wear button-down shirts. For the podcast I did prior, it's T-shirt. But for you, my friend. Oh, he put on it. He dressed up. I dressed appropriately, like I was going on a date with you. Ah, well, this was a fantastic interview, Dave. Well, thank it. you so much for being here. Ladies and gentlemen, the one and only Lauren Francis. So uh, for everybody who stuck around with me, really, really appreciate it. I, I appreciate your, your, your viewership, your listenership. My name is Evan Mark Katz. Next week, I'm discussing a hot button topic, why women hate men. <laughs> and men who hate women are pretty much the same thing. <laughs> it's guaranteed to piss a lot of people off. And you definitely don't want to miss it. So subscribe on iTunes, subscribe on YouTube, follow me on Facebook and Twitter. And best of all, go to www.evanmarkcats.com where I give away more free dating and relationship advice than anybody on the internet. And I will help you understand men and find love. Thank you so much. I'll see you next week.